What's up, Hyperfascination? On this episode of the show, I sat down with an amazing guest. He has gone from five deals a year to 42 deals a year in just a two-year span. He's done it by focusing on probate real estate, and he's now building a national team. Welcome to the show, Bill Gross. Welcome to the show today, Bill. How are you doing? Fantastic, Dan. How are you? Living the dream here in LA. Yeah. How How is it out in LA right now? Well, I mean, the weather's beautiful. Uh, the city's kind of crazy times, but, uh, you know, the weather's beautiful. I'm going to go swimming here when I'm done with your interview and uh, business is great. So living the dream. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to talk about your real estate career, uh, the kind of things that you're doing right now to help real estate agents all over as well. First, though, let's dive into your, your background real quick. Just tell our listeners and viewers today a little bit about who Bill Gross is and how you got to where you are right now. Sure. So um, I grew up in Southern California, um, grew up in Orange County, California, went to school at USC, you know, planning to go to law school, um, but kind of got sidetracked in, in business. And in 1986, got into real estate and I've been in it ever since. I've been in mortgages. I've been in uh, real estate sales. I've been in management, ownership, uh, as well as sales. Um, and, um, you know, like a lot of people, I, you know, my age, I grew up kind of thinking that promotion was going up in corporate management. And in real estate, that's probably not the case. And after doing that for about eight years, um, you know, with my second kind of dead-end company, I realized I can make a lot more, you know, building my own real estate business. So I went back in production three years ago, but knowing I need to focus on a niche, I got very uh, focused in on probate real estate um, as my lead generation. And so uh, here I am, you know, three years relaunched my career and do a phenomenal job on my real estate sales and building a real estate team nationally and enjoying it, really helping people learn about probate real estate and helping families. How, how do you generate leads and, and get business you know, from, from probate? How does, how does that work for the agent who's never done it or, or maybe looked into it, but, but didn't you know, attempt it? So I think it's like any other business, you know, you, there's certain basic lead generation tactics. You know, you either door knock or you phone call or you social media, um, you can mail. I mean, those things are the same, but I've, I, I put together a strategy that worked for me. I think you have to look at your strengths and decide how much, investment of time and or money you're going to make and relaunching and have excess capital to invest I had to put time in and um, this was pre-COVID where I was able to um, uh, go to the court every day so I actually my main lead generation source after kind of investigating it for about three days was going to court every day uh, in the morning for about three hours just like an agent might door knock a neighborhood I door knocked the court uh, daily and met attorneys and families with estates and um, investors, and then turn that into a business. How, um, yeah, how, how can someone who's 
hasn't done this before how, how do they how do they get started if they want to generate leads from probate because you just to give people background and i saw in the notes you've you've gone from like five deals a year just a couple of years ago to i think 42 or, or you'll hit 42 this year close 42 sides in the last 12 months yeah and yeah from zero in which is amazing years. huge growth so hats hats off to you that for, for lots of small deals and i want to oversell it you know, i'm not selling anything so i you know i want to be honest but it's been a fantastic income and um, so I think, again, you have, the key is, and, and I'm glad to answer the question what I did. I, I do think that, you know, I'm not selling a coaching program. Sometimes people go through life as a hammer and you see every prospect as a nail. So, you know, there are companies that sell cold calling on the phone or, or direct mail. I think you have to assess your market and your skills and what resources you have. So I really encourage agents, and, I, and I, you know, I'm available to do a free 15 minute consult but to devise a business plan that works for your business um, and your market. And so the first thing I would do is go to your county court and see, is it open post COVID? You know, some are open, some are partially open, some are closed. Second, what day is available in your market area on the county probate website? Some have a lot, some have a little, some have none. Third, can you find probate data commercially in your county? Big counties like LA, we have multiple sources to choose from. Smaller counties, less so. So you have to really assess the resources and then what do you want to do? Um, I, I think that you know uh, people get into business because they look for a niche because they look for an easier way for business. Probably it's not easy. I, I work hard every day. I, I only work you know 40 hours a week, but I work a solid 40 hours a day, uh, 40 hours a week. And I, I spend about three hours a day in lead generation. So, but I get to do what I enjoy because I've earned that you know over time. When I started, I went to court every day, just like you might cold call or, or uh, door knock every day. So where do you start from is I think each county is a little different. You might cold call petitioners. Um, I certainly would network with attorneys in most counties. I think that if you're an agent who's doing some business already, if you're full-time and you're making a living, but wouldn't make more, I really create another strategy that I used, which is contact all your clients and find out whether or not they hold property in a trust or not. One of the best ways to avoid probate is a living trust. And so you should know if your clients don't have one, you should offer them a service that can help them uh, avoid probate. If they have a trust, you also should call them and find out what provider they use to get that, if they're happy with them, and can you refer other clients to them? So I would call and say, Dan, Bill Gross, I sold your house three years ago. Hey, I noticed you hold your property in a living trust. Can I ask you who did it for you and were you happy with them? And you'd say, oh yeah, Joe, my attorney, he's the greatest. And I'd say, well, Daniel, I've talked to other homeowners like you every day who need his services. Would you be okay with me calling him and seeing if he's you know, open to doing business with my other clients? And of course, what are they going to say? Yes, right? Yeah. So now I have a reason to call the attorney to say, hey, I was talking to our mutual client, Dan. He says he does living trust. He's really happy with it. Would you be open to writing additional uh, state plans for other clients. And I wouldn't ask them for referrals. I more would open it with using them as a resource. And then today I would just shoot a short video and put it on my YouTube channel and share it with my, my tribe. So that's an easy way for an agent trying to increase your business, learn about living trust, avoiding probate in your County, in your state and reach out to people. It's the easiest way to kind of build some business. Yeah. I, 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 I love this idea, and and I and I also like how you said earlier that, you know, if, if what you offer, 
is a hammer, everything's going to look like a nail, right? So this might not be for every person who's out there, but I think the overall strategy of picking a niche yes. and offering some value to it and spending a certain amount of time per day, and it's not an ungodly amount of time. I think you, you said three hours, was that correct? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you spent three hours talking to you, right? This is kind of fun. Uh, this is the hardest work in the world. I'm not a coal miner, you know, this isn't that, that bad. Well, and, and just in a short amount of time, a couple of years, uh, you've built it up to you know, a business that'll do 42 deals a year, right? I think this shows really the power of, of being a real estate agent if you do a couple of things. Like if you actually take the time to come up with a strategy up front, and then you spend, you know, let's say two to four hours a day executing it, you know, you can have a six-figure, multi-six-figure business, right? Yeah. And there, there's not too many other um, businesses where that's possible with as little capital and experience that's required to start in real estate. That's, that's kind of the amazing thing to me. It's crazy. You know, I was in a similar wits and the, and the leader said, if you weren't in real estate, what would you do? And it's like, oh my gosh, there was nothing else that I would make this much money. Um, and, and yeah, anybody paid me half of what I get paid is going to expect me to work hard for eight hours a day. So the challenge is just making yourself put the effort in. And if you do it consistently over time, this is the most lucrative business I've ever been aware of. Hold that thought for a second. Do you struggle with how to scale your real estate business without trading your most valuable asset, your time, for money? If so, Carrie and I want to help you. Since March of 2020, we have doubled our sales and tripled our profit. And we want to help you grow your real estate business in a smart way at the Hyperfast Summit in Boca Raton, Florida on February 1st and 2nd, 2022. We're bringing together top real estate leaders to help agents from all over the world. Go to hfasummit.com for tickets. Again, that's hfasummit.com for tickets. What do you what do you think was the key for you to actually stick to the plan after doing it? Like a lot of people I think have have trouble kind of sticking through that two, three, four hours a day of, of marketing, prospecting, generating leads, follow-up, right? Um, that's kind of the stuff I'd put in that bin. But how you know how did you stick stick with it and, and what would your advice be to others who are facing a challenge in that area? I think the first, it starts with mindset. And so you have to get really clear what you want to accomplish. So I create a five-year goal. So this is the end of year three of a five-year plan. And I'm really clear on what that looks like to me. And based on the five-year plan, I had a one-year plan. And then based on the one-year plan, I have 90 days. I really work on a 90-day sprint towards my five-year goal. I visualize a five-year goal. I focus on what I'm supposed to do in the short run. So part of just mindset, getting really clear on that picture. For me, I'm a visual person. So I imagine where I want to be five years from now financially. I'll tell a quick story. I, I had my prior five-year plan. I had lost everything in 2008. It was really challenging. And uh, my wife and I have a had a child. And we're faced with you know um, uh, college, um, with... Um, you know, we're religious, kids get married younger in our world, wedding expense, mm -hmm. and um, a, a, year, a gap year after high school for college, 
in Israel. So we were looking at about a $250,000 after tax coming up in the next five years. Like, and I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to do that? And I visualized being at the end of that five years, my daughter, literally, I imagine me walking my daughter down the aisle, passing her off to the groom in the classic wedding pose, having paid for all that cash, no debt, and continue to save money. And I thought about that vision every single day. And as a result, when the alarm got off, went off, I got up and went to work. And in the five years, I accomplished that goal. I have a picture of it on my desktop right now. And so I have another five-year plan. Where do I want to be five years from now? And I imagine that. I want to be on a cruise ship with my wife, my daughter, son-in-law, and a couple of grandkids. And I pay for the whole thing. That's going to cost, I don't know, a ton of money. But do that every year in retirement. But I visualize it every day, and that keeps me focused, number one. Number two is... In my nine-day sprint, I write out my, my schedule basically daily. Now, I do change things a little bit, but basically my schedule, you know, I work today because I planned my day, you know, 90 days ago, and I just work the plan. I don't really think about what do I feel like doing today. I have it in my calendar what I'm supposed to do. So those are the main things I do to keep myself on track. Have you built other pillars of business outside of, you know, let's call probate your core, uh, do you do you also have other sources that that lead to deals or, or you know, how's that going for you? Yeah, and I think it's important they be synergistic that they help you with your business. Sure. So, so I do. I have I have uh, another business I built years ago, a, a, a coaching business for mortgage loan officers. It has nothing to do with real estate, though they overlap a little bit, obviously. Um, I have a business where I advance money to heirs, so. Sometimes people inherit property, but they have no cash. They need money to hire an attorney or fix a property up or pay taxes or keep it up uh, for closure. So I have a company where I'll advance them some money, $10,000, $30,000 to help them through that transition. So that's an uh, inheritance advance company. Um, and then I also, as a real estate agent, my particular format allows me to accumulate stock and residual income. And so my goal is to have the residual income replace my commission income at the end of the five-year plan. And I'm, I'm on track to do that. And how does, how does that work for people that, that don't know? How are, and, I, and, I, and I'm guessing that kind of plays into, you said you were building out more of a national team, but why don't you tell folks how this works specifically for you? Sure. You know, I think that um, since you're asking, uh, uh, I'm with a I'm with a company EXP Realty that's a that I look at it more as a platform than I do a company that I'm working for. So just like there's a platform called I'm an independent broker, there's a platform called I'm a Keller Williams franchiser. The people made a lot of money building regions and branches in the past, but that those organizations aren't really making the profits they used to. But within EXP has allowed me to bring in other agents and get a percentage of their income. So it's just a format that. What I'm doing now is helping other agents replicate what I do in other counties and helping them kind of customize a business plan for themselves and then coordinating with different vendors and resources to help them make that launch more successful. So I've been building that steadily. And, and you know, right now it's about 10% of my income. Um, but the thing about, um, you know, uh, leveraging your time is, you know, you can, you can eventually get more people uh, more easily. I only have so many hours in the day to work. So um, it allows me to leverage my time over more people. And the other thing that's unique, you think about businesses in my lifetime, 
so many businesses went from local to national. You used to have local card shops to get your oil done. Now there's Jiffy Lube everywhere. Or you used to have local TV stores. Now there's, you know, Blockbusters and Amazon. Real estate has been a localized business, even with national franchises or international, each company is independent. But um, probate real estate really translates nationally. There's people who have estates where they have property in LA and Florida or LA and Nevada. And so it's more common for attorneys to practice in both or refer business back and forth. So I ended up starting to refer business out of state and I realized it made sense to build a team and network with agents nationally. And then some of them want to join my organization. And do you, do you offer the agents that are in different areas, but, but come into EXP under your platform, do you offer them training, coaching, or, or help to get their businesses going as well? Right. So my approach is, is very personal. I think that, that what helped work for me was I didn't take somebody's plan and make it work. I sat down and assessed my strengths, weaknesses, and found a plan that worked for me. So what I do with the agents and other markets is we evaluate that market in detail. We do a full, you know, comprehensive assessment, what's available, what's not available, who are the competitors, where are the opportunities, and then what that agent wants to do with their business. Are they a cold caller? Are they a mailer? Do they want to go to court or not? Can we hire people to do those things for them and devise a plan for them individually? But yeah, that's my, my goal is to both um, uh, help them assess their plan and then look for chances for us to work together. I'm generating you know, contacts nationally now, attorneys, um, uh, investors, wholesalers nationally. So the goal is to leverage that and build out our national network. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I'm broker agnostic because I'm, I'm, I'm independent. So we can, we can talk about any and all of them, but I, I think it's a pretty cool opportunity for, for people to, you know, not, not only run your business at a low cost because the costs are super low in this model, but then you can, you know, you, you can use your expertise and influence to, to help other people build businesses all over and you, you don't have the typical overhead that it would take, you know, to expand in other right. markets. And, and neither does that, that agent who's joining from a different area. And then now it's, it's a good deal for them because they can plug into the national platform and, and probably kind of basic training that EXP offers, but then they can get, you know, a more individualized approach uh, to their specific situation from an expert like you. So my work, I was independent before, you know, I work with independents. I do a weekly show myself, probateweekly.com, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern. And so, you know, in some markets, there's independents I work with and we'll refer some business back and forth, which is great. Um, what's nice for me within the XP is I built out a probate group. And so it helps me increase my, my platform. And so um, by posting videos there, I get more views. I built a new YouTube channel that just gives me a lot of credibility. Um, and obviously gets attention from vendors and such. So the platform's really been great for me. I wouldn't say you have to have it, but it's really been a, a key part. The way I designed my business though, was obviously take advantage of that resource, right? I, I mean, you know, if you're in the network, you might as well take advantage of those resources fully. So that's what I've done. Amazing. Well, this, this has been a ton of great value, I think, and, and inspiration just hearing your story going from five deals to 42 in just a few years. Before we wrap up, I always like to do a hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid fire questions and answers. Oh, go on fast. I talk fast. Awesome. Uh, what's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? 
you can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want from Zig Ziglar. I love that. Uh, what's the one thing that you see successful real estate agents forget to do that you think they should do? Successful agents? Yes. Um, pay it forward. Pay it to the next person behind you. I think, you know, I've been blessed with great success and I have this great opportunity to share you know, with you, with other people who are, I always think about the struggling guy like I was three years ago, you know, no real prospect. Where am I going to go? Answering your family, how you can take care of them. It's a great privilege to have success and to use that to help other people. What's the biggest challenge you've faced in your real estate business and how did you overcome it? You know, I just think it changes. You know, you, you work on a program and next thing you know, 2008, you have a whole, you know, international real estate meltdown, or I was, I built my business on going to the courthouse every day and literally they shut the court down because of COVID and having to pivot. And, and, and um, so I think that, you know, whatever you think is going to last forever, the number one real estate lender in my market for years, Great Western Bank, their motto was, we'll always be there. And guess what? They're not. Uh, and so I think yeah. you have to go into business and understand that um, on one hand, it's great to be committed to a plan. On the other hand, there are times you have to pivot and, and have the, the knowledge that, you know, you have all it takes to, to make that change. And, and, but to stop and write a plan appropriate for the change and then implement that plan. Where do you think the real estate market is going in the next year? You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've tried not to think about that too much. I really try to think about where is it today? Mm. Because that's my job. My client is here's where we are right now. I think that there are people really caught up in predicting for, you know, it's going to go up, it's going to go down. And it sounds important, but I think at the end of the day, my client has to make a decision today. They can choose again tomorrow and choose again next year uh, with the full knowledge. But I would say I probably avoid that question as much as I can. All right. Last question. Where do you, oh, no, 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 no problem. Uh, last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Ooh, good question. You know, I, if I, you say five years from now, I'll be 67. I'd say doing what I'm doing now, probably more coaching and team building and less individual brokering. 10 years from now, I'll be 72 years old. I hope with a bunch of grandkids. <laughs> I hope I'm too busy uh, with the grandkids to do a lot of real estate, but we'll see. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Bill. If people want to learn more um, about you or your real estate services or just connect with you, what are the best ways for them to do that? Well, check out probateweekly.com is my weekly Thursday uh, program. It's free. I, I just get together and talk about probate, real estate, bring vendors in. And then I'm on social media, Bill Gross EXP. So youtube.com uh, slash Bill Gross EXP or Facebook or LinkedIn. You can check out, find me there. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show today, Bill. To all of our listeners and viewers, thanks for tuning in. Please leave us some feedback. Let us know what you thought of the show and share it with someone that you think could benefit. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.